0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcasters. I'm your host, Neville O'Donoghue. Today I'll be talking to champion jockey Brian Cooper. He'll be previewing the Cheltenham Festival and talking all things horse racing. This show is thanks to McCarthy's Interiors. They're based in Douglas Court and Balling College Shopping Centre. To the start Brian, um, you're from a horse family, is that right, in uh, Trillet?
1: Yeah. Um uh, my dad uh my dad trains is a trainer at home so uh he have with from from day one there was always horses about, you know, so I didn't know anything else really. Um so dad would have been training he's had two Cheltenham Festival winners, so um I was riding horses from before I couldn't walk, I suppose, and it's always what I wanted to do.
0: All right. And is um is your dad still training horses? Is he still involved with
1: them? Yeah. Yeah, no he is, yeah. He wouldn't be as busy as as he was, but he still would have twenty five or thirty horses and he's actually he tips away with both of them. And um so yeah, no, there's still still there's still plenty of horses at home, so it's it's grand to have them there as well.
0: Right. And you are from Kerry and uh actually my old fellow was from Kerry and he was obsessed with horses as well. So he'd be delighted I'm on the line with you, but um the big question I suppose being half a Kerry man myself is how does someone pick uh, horse racing over Gaelic football down in Kerry? <laughs> well
1: I'd say my my uh, GA coaches through the years will, will answer that question better okay. uh, look I, I played a lot of football when I was younger I played all the way up uh, till I played with Austin Stacks and would have I'm um, a big GA man but I suppose horses just I got the bug very very young and maybe when most people were Going to the GA games on their days off, or I was going to any horse race and meet them, to meet my kogota, really, you know. So um, yeah. that's that's where that went, and I, I can't can't imagine I would have been a success on the GA pitch, I a happy under
0: race track either. Right, um, and is it true that I don't? Someone said it to me before, did you go to the same school as David Clifford? Am I right in that?
1: Uh, no, he's in Clarny. You know, Marco Shea taught me in school. Uh, Kieran Donahue would have would have attended there as well, and um, the Greens, the CBS, the Green, we would have been a, b- a very big football club or a football school. A lot of people went through, through there, so uh, right. but yeah, Mark O'Shea taught, attempted to teach me history in Irish, but um, right. I think I had a bit of a job there as well. all
0: right, and tell me, um, I suppose horse racing really like I'm into all sports, but horse racing is the one I struggle with, but um, like, say, I am from you and we have. We have Davey Russell from y'all, and um, yeah. like how he got into horse racing, I think he started riding ponies, and then went to the point of points. Is something similar? Is that how you started um, off?
1: Well, I, I started riding on ponies, yeah, and I suppose I would have been going racing a lot with my dad, and when I turned 16, I headed on up to work for um Kevin Prendergast on the yeah. flat. So I, I had spent a couple of summers with Desi Hughes before that, and I was Matt, he was a jumps trainer who I did then work for, but he was, he said, I should spend a bit of time with Kevin first. And so I spent a year and a half there as an apprentice on the flat and I learned so much. And then I went back to Desi Hughes's after that again. And that's when I started riding over jumps.
0: And did you, and then did you move on to Giganstown then, was it? With um, yeah, well,
1: Desi for, my uh, lord, he passed away in uh, 2000 and 2015. Um, But I was I got the Jigginstown job New Year or New Year's 2015, so uh, I I was with Desi from 2011 all the way up till I got that Jigginstown job.
0: Right, and you're you're out on your own now, are you? Kind of yeah, freelancing
1: away. I for Paul Nolan and uh, still ride a bit for Garden and for Willie as well. So uh, it's not it's it's not easy, but you have to keep grafting away. And I say that you know the more work you put in, the more you get out of it.
0: Yeah, and is. Is being a jockey then is a is a tight nick like you know, like if you bump like I mentioned David here, if you bump into him, like would you be good pals or are you both trying to uh, at each know, other?
1: We, we've gotten on we get on it's it's, it's uh, a different ship, I suppose. But we you know, obviously I got the job in fifteen and it would have been a quite a couple of months, but no, we chat away now and we're definitely getting on a lot better over the last couple of years, and so sort there of haven't been as much of a threat yeah,
0: yeah. All right, fair enough. and um uh, how, d- how did the COVID affect the whole thing? Because I know when it broke, eventually, horse racing just shut down for a few months, didn't it? I know, like, yeah, so we, back- yeah, go on.
1: We, we, uh, we were up, I suppose, Cheltenham went ahead and then we came back and we were about 10 days after that, and then we finished in Clamel, so we completely stopped till nearly the middle of June. So I actually moved home to Kerry for the yeah. period of time and worked at home with the horse at home and just. You know, i been. It's. It was. It was. Out. I was very grateful for it because I'd say I would have climb the walls like everybody else if I was stuck yeah. up in Kildare, So um, we stopped, and I was able to still ride out at home and work, help my dad at home. So it was grand to have something to do as well.
0: And what was it like? Because I, I built Cooper on last week, and I was saying the empty stadiums in the GA. Like it must be weird as well. Empty stadiums at the at the meetings, and was it run professionally as well?
1: Oh it's um you've no idea how how professional it has been run since um Jennifer Pugh, our our chief medical doctor at the Turf Club has done an incredible job like spacing all of us out and they've people there on to us the whole time to keep our team two meters apart and it's just it's the crowds are the crowds are, are strange. On a day to day you wouldn't notice us it, really. as such Yeah. A piece of, leopard town at christmas time and the dublin racing festival that's where you really miss it you know but look where we're, we're still going anyway which is the main thing and hopefully the crowds can come back in, in a bit in time to come
0: and are you living in dublin the whole time brian and you just move around there is that how it works
1: i uh, live in in uh, i live in newbridge in the car my own place here so i am tipping around a bit um I suppose with, with, with without racing on the, the guard, you know, you, you me plenty checkpoints, but obviously we, we, it's just, we're, we're we um you know we've had the letter to say that I, I I'm attending race meetings or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um I suppose just a few other questions. Um, like you're full time now, being a jockey. Like, like who 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 would you looked up to when you were younger? Like, who would you like to emulate? I suppose, like I, I suppose, a big one. A lot of like I know a lot of lads that are big into horse racing, particularly the old fellas, they're a big fan of Frankie de the Italian jockey. You know, like, um, yeah,
1: he's more in the flat, I suppose. When I was growing up, I would have been looking up to like Sir Ruby, yeah. Paul Carrey, um, Richard Dunwoody, Norman Williamson, those top class riders, you know. And I suppose I was great to, to actually get to a stage of my career then when I was riding against Ruby and Paul, you know, they were Barry Garrity, these were these were. The great, like two or three, of the great greatest riders I think we'll ever see. So, um, yeah. to be looking up to them when you're growing up, and then let, actually to be competing and sitting beside them in the changing room is, you know, it's great.
0: Yeah, and um, so the the thing I'm fascinated as well is like that there never seems to be an off season being a jockey. Like, well, bear the COVID situation. Do you ever actually get time off, or are you? Just yeah,
1: it, or it's it's barring your injury. We get ten days in June and and not be perfectly honest it's probably something that needs to be looked into a bit more you know we don't the flat kind of they seem to have more of a break but bar those 10 or 12 days we get in the end of June like we're pretty much on the go all the time and it's something we've been pushing to get a little bit more you know maybe after Punchestown Festival for a couple of weeks there or it's something we've been trying to push for and I think it's something that needs to be looked in because your body can't stay going forever you know
0: yeah yeah and I suppose uh, Brian we better ask about the Gordon Elliott story because it was a huge topic last week. Like, um like I suppose, like it probably was. It's probably indefendable defending Gordon, but at the same time, the backlash he received, I thought there was no need for it.
1: Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm agree with you, and that's like I know Gordon extremely well. I've worked for him. He's not long as for him and right for him, but He's a close friend as well, and I just felt look, he knew, he knew he messed up. And um, he knew what he done was wrong but like the way the people reacted and, and, and are still going on about it I just think they need to back off a bit you know the, the man I know what the man suffered for the, for all last week and look he, he didn't he what he done was shocking and there's no no point getting away from that but I think these Twitter trolls and, and media people like to just they need to see true them and see the other side of it as well you know
0: yeah, well, no, look, we've all done stupid stuff in our life and, well, thankfully then some of us didn't get a picture taken of it and, like, be, be honest with you, I've, we've put up the wrong thing before on our website and I've been at the back end of a backlash as well, so I do have very, very much sympathy for Garden Idiot there. Um, but I suppose, on I, a funny, funnier story then, is we do have a mutual friend, Brian, in a Karen Stokes. I was on the photo today, and he told me, if there's one good story to ask him, it's about the time you got, they put the skin on the wrong place or the wrong way, was it?
1: Yeah, I was with Stokes Yes, actually, we went for we went for we, How times have changed. We sat along the canal and had and had a coffee and a burger. <laughs> yeah, I know so, yeah. Um, but we my yeah. So I broke my leg quite badly in Cheltenham 2015 and shattered my tibia and fibia and nearly lost my leg. And I had an eight hour surgery uh, and I had to get a skin graft. And uh went to, I remember coming out with the surgery anyway, and the doctor I was chat, the surgeon said to me, Oh no, look, we're we're happy enough with how things went and whatever. I was supposed to be something to tell you. And I was like, Oh god, I'm not gonna walk again now, or you know, something like this. And yeah. he goes, And we were putting on the skin, he said we happened to put it on upside down. So you're gonna have hair grown up the way and hair growing down the way, and you're like. I was like, is that it? I didn't care. Like I said, all all of it wrong. I said like everything. And yeah. So if you look at my skin, you can, or my leg, like you can see the hair growing up the way down the
0: way now. Oh God. Good. That's a good story to be telling them in a night out. But um, just, uh, I suppose. Yeah. Two final questions, Brian, before I let you go is, uh, yeah. You want about injuries there? Because uh, I remember AP McCoy, when he retired, um He was a bit of a legend too, and I just remember seeing a picture and had uh bullet points out of all the places he got injured. Like, like, yeah, you'd be you'd be mad to become a jockey Radio, really, wouldn't you? Because <laughs> you you just get flown around, thrown around the place, don't
1: you? I know, yeah. I, so you question our sanity at times, but I suppose it's it's no different. You look at Formula One drivers, or there's, you know some of those cyclists there. geez they get they get awful falls when they fall as well. You know, it's just. The speed or the, the horses coming behind you that kind of do the damage, but um, it's something we try not to think about. I, I think if today, if if you start thinking, about it, that's when you're it's time to, to walk away from it, you know, you just try not think about getting broke up if that can make sense,
0: right? Uh, no, no, it's sure I, I would have played the rugby with Kieran, and when yeah. you go when you go to the pitch, you can't think that weed or like you know, but um, no. uh, and uh, tell us a day as a a day in the life of a jockey, you know because I I'm interested. Like you know, like I mentioned the rugby that like when like, would only be playing club rugby, but you do your weights or whatever. Like, do yeah. you have to do weights or how how, how does how does it work for you?
1: No, it's something that I've probably I've started doing a lot more lately. Is, is I'm in the gym an awful lot and I've gotten that bit stronger to take because I was just getting broke up so many times and from falls. So I just said if I could put on a bit more muscle and concentrating on certain parts of my body so it's 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 uh, it's a different type of fitness um but I would do plenty you have to be very very fit a lot of people will have to struggle with their weight so putting on more muscle isn't ideal for them either but um like I, I try to do a gym session two to three days a week and obviously you're riding out. I ride out shoes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the yard. Anyway, in certain yards, and then you're your racing as well. So it's very hectic. You know, you're on the whole time, and it's nice to when you do have a bit of time off. It's nice to, to chill out because it's a hectic schedule.
0: Yeah, and I, I know I'm a bit naive now, but to ask we're like, how do you actually become a jockey? Is like 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 is it a case of oh, this guy's tiny, he's the right size? Like how? Oh, like obviously, <laughs> there's more to it than that. Like you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not I'm. I wouldn't be a stereotypical jockey like I'm five eleven, I think, and Right. you know not that small. But I suppose you have to be. You, you so There's a place in Kildare where some guys go who wouldn't have had an, a racing background or experience. It's called Race, so it's they go there to, to to train to become a jockey. Really, you can go there when you're fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Um, look, I, I suppose it's to become like you. You, you need to have the you need to love, be willing to work hard, be willing to get hurt. Yeah, uh, if you can put in that graft and work hard, you, you you'll get there right at some stage.
0: Right, uh, Cheltenham's just around the corner as well, Brian. And you are I was onto your an Instagram, and you said you would you'd provide me with a few bankers. But uh, are there any nice horses you're riding yourself? Like any anything to look out for at Cheltenham? Um,
1: yeah, I, I suppose I, I definitely I ride one for Paul Nolan on the Wednesday on the Wednesday, Thursday. Miss Milliner. I think she's a she's a massive chance. Um, I think she'll go very close I think I write Franco de Port in the arc for Willie Mullins he was second in Lepros now the last he'll run very well as well so um, I've plenty there you know there's a lot of water on the bridge now and then so I definitely think Miss Milliner is a massive she's like 20 to 1 I think she's she's a massive value and I I can't see her being a first 3 you know
0: right, and I'm just going to finish with a game here Brian uh, 60 seconds uh, if you don't mind so uh, Favourite thing to do On your day off uh, Play golf Favourite film
1: Oh The Guardian
0: Go to karaoke song uh, Mr. Brightside Hoodie or windbreaker Hoodie Tea or coffee Coffee Career if you weren't a jockey Oh
1: uh, I don't know I left school when I was 16 I'd say it's something to do it definitely be something to do With horses anyway
0: Right, uh, go to breakfast food?
1: I uh, love uh, uh, Eggs Benedict.
0: Uh, Favourite chocolate bear? Milky Way. And do your best celebrity impression?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lads always struggle with that one, I, I won't put you on the spot making you do it. But uh, And finally, craziest thing you've ever done?
1: Oh, I, went to, I booked a flight for Australia. And, and three days I left and tell anyone went for a month. I was on my own. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, Brian. Brian, thanks a million for that. No. I, I wish you all yeah. the best in chat. And thanks for listening. I remember, you can get this every Wednesday well, roughly every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Chapman Jockey Brian Cooper. And thanks again to McCarthy's Interiors. They're based in Douglas Court and Ballon College Shopping Centre. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook for more great offers. Until next week, I'm Neville O'Donoghue and I'm out of here.